Well, hello, people of Earth. Holy shit, I am back from the dead, ladies and gentlemen. Back from bottom, as I've been putting it, and a little clue into what we will talk about today. Nonetheless, I am your host, Sage Ryan Cash, and uh, holy shit, I can't believe it. To be honest, I knew this day would come, but uh, when you're fucking where I've been, uh, it's hard, you know, once you're in that dark tunnel, it's hard to see the light at the end. And, uh, you know, but I knew it was there. And ladies and gentlemen, I fought through it, worked my ass off and got to the light and we back. We back. And there ain't no stopping us this time around. Okay. Um, I mean, sure. Life has its crazy uh, turns of events, just as I will get into what happened to me. Um, and who knows if something like that will happen again. But no matter what, I will always come back to you. Um, I have the urge. If anything, this taught me this this absence has taught me how much I actually really love doing this. I mean, I know I always say that and it's not something I forgot. But, you know, when you're away from something and you're away from certain things that you you do or whatever, you know, whether it is like maybe you skateboard and then you stop skating for a while, you always if you loved it enough, you always miss it and stuff. And and I I really missed doing this. And I'm super excited to be back here with y'all today. Um, today is Monday. You know, we're back to our regular schedule. Uh, of course, I look at my clock and it says my number is 1118. Uh, you know, that's just a sign that I've been, one of the many signs that I've been getting on this journey, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait to tell you all about it. But first and foremost, like you know, this show. And every show and the Burning Sage in general is brought to you by Neverboard Magazine. Uh, Neverboard Magazine is where you can find the written version and the written articles of what I talk about and other things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, and I did. Okay, so I'll get into it, but I don't live in the area of that magazine anymore. I'm no longer even in California. I am in Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. And I will tell you how I got there and all of that coming up. But anyways, these guys are out of Monterey, California. I will still be writing for them um Quentin the guy over there and everybody else at Neverboy Magazine have been really fucking awesome and supportive of me and uh, want me to continue to write for the magazine and I really appreciate that and so I will continue to do so uh look forward to volume five coming out in August I think they said they're shooting for the first week of August or something like that and that will feature an all brand new article by yours truly um but anyways Go check them out at NeverboardMag on Instagram and hit us up at NeverboardMag at gmail.com. If you want a copy or want to talk to us about something, tell us how shitty we are or whatever you want to do. Go ahead and do it. Um, but, you know, maybe not the shitty part. Be nice. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, each and every podcast I do, I like to uh, sort of go into it by saying hello to you guys, of course, you know, easing you in here sort of lubing it up if you will <laughs> but anyways uh you know and and then take a deep breath and kind of get rid of all uh, that has happened but this being my return episode there is a lot that has happened um and i will get into most of it so my deep breaths today won't be to let go it'll be to sort of kind of get my mind in the proper state to explain and 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 uh, tell you guys about my journey back from bottom and that is the title of this episode my journey back from bottom uh, i think it fits once you hear exactly what i've been through and where and what has happened 
you will understand. But so right now, ladies and gentlemen, and you guys still can take this deep breath with me and uh, get rid of all your problems and everything that happened um, before this moment. That's the idea of it. You know, we take these deep breaths and everything that happened before this uh, moment today because it is Monday. And whenever you this podcast finds you, you can still do it. It's just, you know, it's it's not good to carry on the problems of yesterday onto today because you know what? Today is a new day and uh, new beginnings, new life. Um, some say you die every night and, and are born every day. So, you know, depending on how you look at life, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to let go of all of our stresses and our worries, even if it's just for the length of this podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, in through the nose. And out through the mouth. Okay, we're letting go of everything. Letting go. And out through the mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my return episode of the Burning Sage Podcast episode 12 my journey back from bottom the burning sage symbolizes prayer that's a savior for life against the battle of death i am the fire that cleanses the air Smoke inside your bad spirits Beware of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage The burning sage symbolizes wrath Necessary for life against the battle of death I am the fire that cleanses the air As the smoke gets higher, bad spirits beware Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Burning Stage, episode 12. I am your host, Sage Ryan Cash. Thank you so, so very much for joining me and, uh, you know, just supporting me through all this chaos of my life and, and everything in general. Um, the support has been overwhelming. And, uh, you know, without it, I'm not sure I can carry on. You know, I I am the fire that cleanses the air, but sometimes the fire needs a little bit of uh, caring. You know, a little bit of uh, managing and a little help sometimes. And I'm not afraid to admit it. And thank you again to all those who helped me. And, you know, I, I'll, you know, specify who at the end of this story and whatnot. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, my journey back from bottom. So <laughs> as I was thinking about where to begin and whatnot, it, it only makes sense to begin with what exactly happened. So I was in a relationship uh, with this woman for 18 months. And it suddenly came to an end on one Wednesday morning-ish. It was around noon. Yeah, okay, it was like afternoon. So one Wednesday afternoon, um, I we I got dumped. You know, plain and simple, man. I got dumped, and uh, you know, I, it was unexpected, which was the most hurtful part, I guess. You know, it's like I hate being the fool or the um I hate feeling like it's just kind of embarrassing you know it's like especially like leading up to it I mean I won't go into further detail and I'm not 
my intention with this story is not for me to spread ill will towards towards her or 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 talk bad about our relationship or her or, or anything like that. I'm just simply gonna you know give you a brief explanation as to what happened. It, it helps you understand where I'm coming from and what I've had to go through and whatnot. So, anyways, with that being said, you know I I didn't expect this. Like, yeah, our relationship was you know to to be honest. I've been in bad relationships. I'm 27 years old. I've been in bad relationships. I've been in good relationships. Um, and this, to me, to be honest, was one of the one of the better ones. Um, and in 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 one of the ones that I haven't felt love like this, ladies and gentlemen, since high school. When in in high school, I was lucky enough to be in love with this woman, um, or whatever love is nowadays. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but you know, when you just, I guess, what it is in my head, what love is, is fucking when you you know you truly truly care about somebody and you don't even really know why you know you can't put it into words but you just you just care about someone so much and you know it's just automatic it's it's a very strange thing but i felt it once before and uh you know not to say that all those other girls that you know not, not that there's like a fucking huge list honestly i'm i'm a relationship type of guy i've had maybe i've had less than 10 relationships less than three long-term relationships and uh or less than four long-term relationships and you know so um anyways what i'm saying is is like i felt it once before i felt that love i felt that automatic care for somebody and you know we were young and and things times change and it should have been a lesson to me that i needed to learn which i will get to um but you know i felt it again i'm 27 um she was 22 and you know, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I really just didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Like, like I said, it's like not what, like we fought every day. I mean, sure we bickered, but you bicker with anybody at the end of the day. You know, anybody you're we're with long enough, you're gonna bicker. And I'm not making excuses or whatever, and and trying to say that we were like perfect or whatever, but because we weren't, nobody is. But at the same time, you know, we were pretty good, and we both seemed to care about each other um although that did sort of change towards the end on her part and in retrospect i definitely saw her disconnect from it i just didn't see it or maybe i didn't want to see it while it was happening and like i said that wednesday afternoon um she had let me know that she didn't want to be in the relationship anymore and i fucking broke i threw my phone down and grabbed my bicycle and fucking biked as hard as I could, as far as I could, and back. And, um, you know, just wanted to sweat it out before I made any immediate reaction. Because, you know, I've done that before. And, it, you know, your immediate reaction to certain things like that, it could be very, very, uh, I guess, rocky. I'll put it like that. I mean, you know, it's easy for me to be like, fucking kidding me fuck you blah 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 like you know be somebody like that but uh we all know that's not what i'm about nowadays you know what i'm saying maybe i've been that person but like i always say you know you are a new person every day and i'm trying to be a better person and, and it's been years since you know i don't want to fall into those old traps is what i mean and so i just went on a bicycle ride before i made any sudden moves and i fucking sweated my ass off and i got some aggression out came back home and uh, all, all basically, I just let her know that I wasn't re ready to talk about it. wasn't ready to do 
anything as far as our relationship goes, but we needed to figure out what the apartment was going to, what was going to happen to the apartment and the living arrangements because we were living together in a one bedroom apartment. And obviously that would be a little awkward um, to be there much longer together if she didn't want to be in a relationship with me. So uh, I weighed out my options. And ladies and gentlemen, um, when I say my journey back from bottom, it's exactly what I mean. Like my life has has taken turns, okay? And uh, I, I'm a very emotional, passionate, dramatic, uh, sensitive, but you know, curious, crazy soul, really, you know. And and so therefore, it's taken me down some some very strange, but very enlightening and 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 uh, but very intense pathways. And that has led me to great depressions and also great joys. And, you know, I mean, I think you need to reach both or you need to reach one to reach the other. You know what I mean? And and so if anything, reaching bottom is one of the best things you could possibly do, in my opinion. And I, and I think I might write something further on what my interpretation of bottom is and, and the importance of it. But uh I guess I'll give you a brief brief explanation of what I mean by bottom. I mean just like when you feel like you've lost everything. And I mean everything. I mean so when I say I've been here before, there was a time in my life where, you know, I lost my the place I was staying in. Uh I was kind of homeless. My friend Kyle James, shout out to Kyle James, one of my biggest supporters here at the Burning Sage. I know you're listening, brother. I love you. Um Kyle James let me sleep on his couch um for fuck almost a year. And, uh, you know, it was very rough living. I was 22 at the time, you know, working and just kind of figuring my shit out and, you know, building my myself up. And, and eventually I did. And eventually I got out of that hole and, and um, climbed back up. You know, it was, I got out of a relationship, a very bad relationship, very toxic relationship. And it was a long journey up, man. Like I said, I'm a very sensitive soul and I take things to heart. And so for me, like breakups and things like that, they're very, very hard for me to, to deal with. And it's like all my mind wants to do is just drown in those thoughts, you know, and, and I have to search and, and claw my way out of those dark areas. But I do think that when you, like I said, when you have lost everything and you feel like it's your, you know, that you that you're at bottom you know what it feels like when you're there when you're there and you realize like shit man like okay i got fucking nothing i got nothing to my name i got no car all these things you know whatever your bottom is um you know when you're there and it's a sort of it's a sort of it's a very strange and curious feeling and like i said i'll probably go in depth um to write something about what my interpretation of bottom is or whatever but it definitely strips it makes you kind of analyze everything you know what i mean it's almost a forced analyzation or it's almost it's an opportunity for an analyzation of your entire life and who you are as an individual and you could choose to analyze it learn from your mistakes figure out what the fuck went wrong how did you get here and you know, learn from those mistakes and try not to get there again. Um, obviously, I didn't learn. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I learned some stuff, but I guess I didn't learn at all. And I mean, I was foolish to think I wouldn't get back there to bottom, to be honest, because, you know, I am such a young soul, uh, 27 years of age. I know that's old to some, but it's young to many. And uh, and so I was very foolish to not think that I'd get back here anyways. So that Wednesday afternoon when I got dumped, uh, 
you know, I, it all came, it, it, I just knew it was coming. I was like, okay, fuck, I'm going to get, I'm back to bottom pretty much. You know, it's not quite here yet. I got to figure it out, but it's like, I've already done this, man. I, I, especially in the same town. Like I grew up in that town, Monterey, California, and I love, I love it. And I love everybody in it and all my friends and family, of course. But you know, it's just like, how many times do I have to walk this road? How many times do I want to walk this road? I've been trying to get out for a long, long time, you know, and you know, having a kid and whatnot has, has kept me there for the most part. And, and it's also just hard to move anywhere really. And, and I'll get to how hard my move was. Cause it definitely was one of the hardest things I've ever been through these past two months. And, um, you know, so, but yeah, so that Wednesday afternoon I was weighing out my options and I was like, I just can't stay here. If there's any option to get the fuck out of here, I have a, I have a friend, Jimmy Heckerman, shout out to you, Jimbo. Um, in West Virginia, I was thinking about going that route, and then my friend Kobe Kushner, shout out to you, Kobe, up in uh, Big Sur, and he was, you know, said he might have a job for me. I was weighing out that route, and then my cousin from Medford, Oregon, shout out to you, Steve, um, was also coming down the next day uh, to visit, and I said, you know what, dude, I'm gonna just gonna throw it out there, but I would love to go to Oregon. I was, you know, I've been trying to get to Oregon for many, many years now. I've just always loved it in Oregon, um, especially if you're a skateboarder, the skate parks are insane. It's a cheaper lifestyle. It's still gorgeous. It's still on the West Coast. Um, in my opinion, it's a great place. And, and a lot of people are figuring that out. And actually, Oregon's kind of blowing up right now. But uh, nonetheless, that's what I wanted to do. And so I was going to ask my cousin when he came down whether or not I can put all my shit in his truck and come up, come back with him. And luckily enough, he said, okay. And fucking within a couple weeks i had said my goodbyes so let's let's not go through i won't skip over that part because there's a thing i want to say about it so yeah so wednesday afternoon got dumped my cousin was coming down from oregon the next day just so happens and uh you know i basically let my ex know i said hey um i'm not really after the long bike ride you know i was ready to, to talk to her i said listen I'm not ready to speak on how I feel about this decision that you're making. Um, but as far as the apartment goes, if you just give me a week or, or some time to, uh, you know, just a couple days to kind of get all my shit and, and get out of here, that would be much appreciated. And to her credit, she did respect my um, wishes and gave me that time to move myself out. And so that's what I did, ladies and gentlemen. I moved myself out. I uh, put all of my stuff in my cousin's truck and uh, made the decision to make the move to Oregon, Medford, Oregon, to be exact. And, you know, I said my goodbyes. Um, I definitely, it was a, like I said, I take I take things very, very deeply. And so, you know, I was heartbroken about the relationship and, so that first week, man, it was so tough because especially because I had to, you know, be in that apartment without her and, you know, see the place that we, we made together and all that stuff. And it was just heart wrenching. And, and I knew I was saying goodbye to not only, you know, my ex lover, but to my best friend really for the past year and a half and the person I spent so much time with and cared about and all those things. And not only was I saying goodbye to, to, to that, but I was also saying goodbye to, my home, my hometown and, and everyone that I knew and loved, I knew that this chapter was about to end, you know, and so I definitely took it all in. Um, luckily, I had some psilocybin mushrooms 
that uh, I microdosed with that whole week pretty much and it really really helped tremendously with me understanding um, her points of views on why she would do something like this and and my next move and really just kind of let me see things clearly and, and and you know shed many tears cried some good cries you know um, very emotional week for me you know I, I t- had some late night runs that last week just saying goodbye to the town Monterey we took a bike ride me and my cousin to the beach I think it was like two in the morning or something and you know I just sat there and I started crying and I was like man you know this is goodbye I know it is this is it's it's time for me to go and uh, I can't explain that feeling but I knew it was the feeling and and you know those of you that know me or whatever and whether or not you have an opinion on on me moving whether it's good or bad uh, for me it's just what I had to do you know and sometimes you have to make those decisions and and um, just go with it you know and and uh, I knew that that's what I wanted to do especially because you know Monterey is such a small town and I didn't want to stick around for, you know, what's going to happen. Inevitably, because I grew up there or whatever, I know pretty much everybody or whatever, you know, not to toot my own horn or whatever. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just saying that you're familiar with everybody. You grew up with them and shit. So you know that fucking this guy dated that guy or girl or whatever and vice versa. And all those little bullshit fucking that you don't really need to know about people, but you do. Um that's one of the reasons why I always wanted to get out in the first place. Cause I like the, and M and M anonymity or whatever, like the anonymous factor of like being anonymous and being somebody that like is free to be. Cause like, like I said, like I'm, I'm always changing. I'm always growing and I'm always evolving or at least trying to. And when you're around those people that you grew up with, you know, let's say you want to w- start wearing different clothes one day, you know, they're all going to look at you and judge you wrong or, or, th- or think that you're fake because you know, you're trying something new with yourself, but that's not the the person that they knew and they grew up with. And so they hold you in this box and shit. And I just felt like trapped in a box. I know some people don't feel that. And, you know, it's just me sometimes or like, you know, I know that some people can can live in their hometown and not feel that way and still be different and just say, fuck it. But I can't. All right. And I'm not afraid to admit that everybody's different. And I just need to be somewhere where I can be free to do all those things. And not to say that I didn't, you know, not to say that I wasn't even, I, you know, actually I had, you know, a pretty good reputation out there. And, I, you know, I was, you know, it was my home. And anyways, I didn't want to stick around for, you know, my ex to start dating somebody I knew, which actually started happening, you know. And, you know, it's like I just wanted to get the fuck out, man. I didn't want to be around anymore. Like for what? Like I'm going to, you know, it's just my time there was done is what I'll say. All right, because I'm not trying to shit on Monterey. I love Monterey, and I love like everything that it has to offer, and all the people, like I said, in it. And um, you know, but I just—it was time to go. It's time to go. All right, and it is a big world out here, and uh, I wanted to go get a taste of it. You know what I mean? Go, go get some. And plus, like the area that I'm at in my life, 27 years of age. I, you know, I'm trying to do this podcast stuff, and I'm trying to get my writings and be a creative soul, and really try and live the dream and, and try to, you know, um, create something which I have created. The burning sage is, is, you know, it's, it's fucking going, man. And people enjoy it and people like it. And, and, uh, you know, it's really a joy for me to do. And I really feel like it's my purpose. And, and so, 
you know, I kind of needed to be away from my home and, and those, those certain, maybe certain habits and certain, you know, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a great pro cat. God damn it. I can't fucking talk today. Sucks that, uh, you know, it's my job. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm a great procrastinator. All right. I love like if fucking if I have something to do today or whatever, like let's say I got something to do at three, I'm going to be fucking my mind's just going to look for ways to bullshit uh, until that time comes. You know, like I, I just I don't know what it is, but I, I love to procrastinate. And so another reason why I wanted to move somewhere new is so that I can get rid of a lot of the distractions that would hold me back from pursuing my dreams. And, uh, and so I thought, you know, moving would be good for me. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll come back. I don't fucking know. I don't plan to, nor that I, nor do I want to right now, but you know, who knows what this life's got in store. If anything that I learned the most about this or anything, the one thing I probably learned the most about what happened is that, like I said, I was foolish in thinking that anything was permanent. I think that all of us make that mistake and it's an easy mistake to make and it's also it's an emotional mistake you know it's it's not really our fault it's like I was in love with this woman you know and so how could I not want it to continue forever you know what I mean how could I not want her to be around forever how could I not want this forever but you know forever just ain't real forever for something like that to happen the stars got a fucking align, all right? And, and you know, maybe I tried to make myself believe that the stars were aligned or maybe I tried to force myself into this uh, fake reality when reality was that this was coming to an end. Uh, she had already checked out of the relationship. In hindsight, you know, again, the psilocybin mushrooms and also time spent alone on this journey. It's been two months since this, this has happened. And, uh, and... You know, I've had a lot of time by myself uh, to reflect and to really, really analyze the situation on from all different perspectives. And uh, I did realize that she had kind of, you know, checked out and was looking for a way out um, a few weeks before it actually happened. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't want this to be about me, you know... I've come to terms with what has happened and you know when you truly love somebody you do want what's best for them and so you know ultimately I really wished her the best and I do wish her the best and you know um, despite my reactions to certain things that she's told me like you know the fact that she's dating somebody I knew already and all these other things and you know it's very easily it's very easy for people or for me to be like totally hating her you know and and can't believe she did this and blah 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 blah. and even if those things are true and and I do have those nights you know and that's one thing I wanted to talk about is it's like how strange you know heartbreak is it's like man sometimes like I'm like fuck I miss her I want to get her back I want to go home and, and just like tell her I love her and like you hear those stories like if you love somebody you'll fight for them and things like that and it's like but she says that this is what she wants. And so if I love somebody, there's also the Hamlet thing where you love somebody enough that you let them go. And so it's just like, fuck, I was tied in between that. And then it's like you have those nights where you're like, fuck her. Fuck this shit. Like, she's a bitch. She shouldn't have done this. And she just blah, 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 blah. You know, and it, and if I'm being my true self and I'm putting my ego and pride aside, I got to say 
that you know i do 100 percent wish her happiness and i wish her the best things in life and so if she wants whatever she wants to do in life i hope that she gets to it to do it and to achieve it and stuff you know like i said even if sometimes i don't wish that and sometimes my ego and pride gets in the way and i'm I'm hurt still and so i have those nasty reactions or whatever i try to contain them and stuff you know and i've been doing a good job so far of that um but i just wanted to say right here right now live on the podcast is, is i wanted to thank you um denise i wanted to thank you for sharing your heart with me and and sharing those 18 months together even though um, not all of it was, you know, sunny days and rainbows, um, but we enjoyed the rain together as well. And I'll always cherish those times, you know, and, you know, I'm even still emotional about it. I'm getting choked up here even talking about it. But but thank you, Denise, for for sharing all those times with me and and, uh, you know, being being um, being a rock or uh, I guess being a light in, in my life when uh, when I definitely needed it. Um I was also, you know, at the time that we met, I was on the pathways of, you know, being settling. It was it was right after the dark times of two years without sex, ladies and gentlemen, with the the last article I wrote and, and one of the last podcasts I did, I think two episodes back. Um, go check that out. But it explains that I was in this period of, of my life where I just said no more bullshit. I just fucking want to be my true self and whatever comes along, like whoever comes along as far as love interests go okay but i'm not going to go looking for it and i'm not going to go searching for it i'm going to better myself and better things will come and so i was on that path and then she came along and so i thought you know man this is my reward for all that stuff but uh, you know what happens is is you kind of get lost in in the comfort you know you kind of get you kind of like i said i was fooled I, i fooled myself into thinking that you know this is it. This is what it's going to be, you know? And like, I wasn't done working at it or whatever, but you do lose that little incentive to kind of like go out of your way to be a gentleman and things like that. As far as like, you know, they say it's in a relationship. You should try to always be the way you were when you were trying to, you know, show when you're in the beginning of a relationship, you know, when you're doing those sweet, nice little nothings and giving flowers on random days and things like that and just being a nice um, gentleman. It, like, I kind of, like, lost that a little bit, you know, and she did as well. And, and it's something that happens, you know, because life gets busy. It's hard to be consistent with anything nowadays, especially in a relationship. Relationships are fucking tough, you know. And um, so, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that it, that it, like, it's all meant to be. It's what I'll say. It's all meant to be. Everything happens for a reason. I still am a firm believer in that. And so anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I put all my shit in a truck. I said goodbye to Monterey. And I headed up north to Oregon. And, um, you know, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a car. Um, I was I was with my cousin, so we had his truck. Um, but I had, you know, I... I put my bed in storage i put most of my shit in storage I just brought a few things like clothes and and uh that's pretty much it clothes and and a couple books and things like that and uh fucking went and we didn't even have you know i didn't have a place to stay um so i went out first night to walmart and i bought a tent and uh under the permission of my cousin's work uh i was able to camp out in in 
and uh, stay on the property in my tent until I, you know, found a place to stay. And so that's what I did, ladies and gentlemen. I, I camped out on this property for the last two months, um, found a job within a couple weeks at one of the local delis here, um, and just got to work, you know. Basically, my days consisted of just me getting up with the sun because it's fucking hot as shit out here in southern Oregon, Medford. Um, and so the sun would wake me up every fucking day around like 8.39. And uh, depending on if I had work or not, I'd either go to work or, um, you know, just roam around and, and read and fucking just try to exist, you know, and, and try to get my mind off of the relationship and, and off of... Uh, you know, that's that's one thing that's the hardest for me. You know, I think the hardest part about all of this, as far as my relationship goes, it's it's like my fucking cruel mind. You know, it's like what I talked about in the cruelty of self doubt. It's those fucking voices in my head that are, you know, the demons that are just fucking trying to reel me in and trying to trying to break me. You know, it, the, it back to bottom, back to bottom is where I was, and when you're at bottom, those demons in your head are louder than ever because you're down there with them you know what i mean that's where they exist and so you're fucking in the pit with them and so but i like that shit you know i like embracing the struggle i like to go through the hardships and so yeah there it's fucking been tough i was in a tent for the last two months it's summer in in southern oregon it's fucking like a hundred and some degrees every day it's fucking gnarly man and it was very very tough like all my shit i would i went from living in an apartment with a beautiful woman above a fucking movie theater coffee shop downtown next to all the bars you know playing you know living the good life for 18 months and then from that like a fucking snap of the fingers i'm in a tent in southern oregon with no possessions other than my clothes uh you know luckily i found a job within the first couple weeks and you know, really, but so I just spent a lot of time by myself and a lot of time, um, which can, which can be very good or bad. Like I said, cause you are down there at bottom, you're down there with those demons and you can let your mind wander. And like I said earlier, you can choose to let that defeat you and you can choose, or you can choose to let it create this evil individual that a lot of us become this hardened soul because you just start saying, fuck this. You know what? Fuck this. Fuck her. Fuck you. Fuck all women. Fuck all relationships. Fuck love. I'm never going to be like this again. I'm never going to fucking, you know, hold those grudges and not let it go. And you know, if you're a fan of the Burning Sage, that's not what I'm about. I'm about letting it go. I'm about not holding grudges. Because all that is, is it's like, think of it as fucking ropes around your heart that just get tighter and tighter and tighter. You know, the more grudges you put on and the years that go by and you're just being this salty asshole because you've been hurt, you know, and you take it out on other people and you just become this fucking troll of a person that, you know, sucks to be around. You know what I mean? And then you wonder why you're alone. You're like, fuck, nobody likes me and nobody loves me and fuck it. I don't want to be loved anyway. And it's like, dude, that's such a such a childish and immature way to think. And so but it but it but I can see exactly how the fuck that can that can occur you know when you're down there in bottom and you hear those demons and shit i i you know fuck man i can totally see how uh a less less of a person i don't know how to explain it like a less fucking uh 
a less confident person or a less uh i don't know just somebody that that lets those things take over them and and can't fight back um i don't i'm trying not to use any insensitive words because i don't mean them in a bad way because it's I'm just a fucking strange individual and I've had to go through a lot. And so, you know, this was, I was kind of ready for this. I was like, okay, I know what the, I don't, I have an idea of what the fuck I'm about to go through. It's going to be shitty, but it gets better because it has gotten better before I've been through this. I, you know, actually I wanted to read something to you guys to kind of explain uh, a little bit more as to how I felt and whatnot. Um, and I'll do that in just a second, but yeah, when you're at bottom, those voices are so fucking loud and I can just totally see how easy it would be for me to let them get to me and for me to start being jaded, you know, like so many of us are um, and just start being start being a lot more selfish, you know, and, and start just assuming that everyone's bad and everyone has ill intentions. You know, that's what happens when you when you've been hurt or you've been forced to go to bottom and, you know, you didn't expect it and you weren't prepared and you know, all your possessions and everything, or you feel like you lost everything or you're just depressed or whatever it is when you're, when you're down there in those zones, uh, it's very, very, very easy. And, uh, it almost feels good to, to, to be the negative way. It almost feels good to be like, fuck this and, and fucking be jaded and, and just be negative about everything. And it fucking feels good because you're like, so angry and you want to have that revenge you know you're taking it you're t- you you are you're hurting so you want everyone else to hurt as well and i totally see how easy that is and uh you know fuck man we're all a victim of it you know nobody's perfect and so some days are better than others and you know but i at least have tried to not let myself get too gnarly down that direction and i was able to combat them you know i just i just i knew that if i just kept my mind occupied and not distract myself you know i definitely let myself go down those pathways but i also you know i i didn't want to just sit there and drown in it so i you know i picked up a couple books um at the local barnes and nobles or whatever and i just fucking read and i was riding a little bit and i was skating every day and working out working out helped a lot you know that was how i fucking showered and shit so you know, living in a tent, you can imagine there's no bathroom. That's one thing you're out of too. Uh, and so I found, okay, I said, a, you know, $20 gym membership. They got a shower there or whatever. So that's what I would do every day. I would work out and then take a shower there, you know, take my shit there. Hopefully if I got it, if I fucking timed it right, you know, cause it's like, you don't got a bathroom out there in that tent, man. So you got to get your shit together. And, and you know, one, one also things, one also, uh, one one thing I also wanted to say about that situation is it's like you really just you know that saying you don't know what you got until it's gone. Well, it didn't just mean love, you know. It's like when everything is gone, your home, you know, your fucking your roof, your your bathroom, your your TV, your games, everything, food, refrigerator, your stove, all of that shit is gone, taken away, and you know it's up to you and, and to to get yourself all that shit back. It's a very, very overwhelming mountain to climb, you know, or at least it can seem like that. But again, like I just have this fucking voice inside me. Thank, thank whoever the fuck's in charge of this universe. Thank God or whatever that I have this voice inside me, but there is something inside me that just says, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not going to let this break me. 
I'm going to keep going and keep fucking going. Spiral out, keep going. All right? And so um, I'll read this quickly to you guys real quick. And it kind of just says what... It's just a little um, a little thing to help understand what the fuck I'm talking about. And uh, a little thing I wrote on June 4th, 2018 at 11.11 a.m. Um, this was about a week in Oregon, two weeks in Oregon. Um, and yeah, so anyways, here it goes. Leaving is never easy. Leaving a job, a home, or a relationship, all of it is hard especially when the chains when the change comes suddenly looking back it's easy to feel grief and be overwhelmed by how far i got in life only to have it all once again ripped away from me i've been attempting to not let my mind wander i've been attempting to not my, let my mind wonder what i've done to deserve this because truthfully i don't feel like i do however focusing on the how and why's right now are detrimental in moving forward Although I do think it's wise to eventually go back and try and attempt to solve this riddle that is my past actions in order to understand these reactions, doing so will hopefully prevent it from happening again. Still, as I lay down in my temporary home that is my tent, I can't help but be stricken with images of the life I had been living just a few weeks ago. I had gotten comfortable with my awesome apartment and my daily life was finally seeming to work as I'd always hoped. I was taking care of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually in ways I've worked hard to get to. Most of all, I was in love. Deeply in love. So when it all came to a sudden end on what else had seemed to be a typical Wednesday afternoon, needless to say, I was shook. However, being a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, I knew in my heart that I must trust this is what's meant to be and go with it. Now here I am, just a few weeks after all, that in a completely new state, Oregon, and ready to climb that damn mountain of life once again. However, with all the knowledge and wisdom gained from my past experiences, I've never been more equipped to handle such a task. In attempt to explain further, here's a tool lyric. I choose to live and to grow, take and give and to move, learn and love and to cry, kill and die and to be paranoid and to lie hate and fear and to do what it takes to move through i hope by sharing this and everything i do here at the burning sage helps anyone else who's going through similar stuff take care y'all enjoy your life for it can all change in an instant so that gives you a little insight on as to where my mindset was um living in that tent and whatnot um like I said, so that tool lyric explains it pretty much, you know, it's like, I'm just ready to embrace all that was going to come, you know, I mean, why not? What else, what else have I got to do? I'm either doing that or I'm giving up and I'm definitely not fucking giving up. You know what I mean? It's also kind of a spite thing. If I'm being honest, you know, it's like, fuck that dude. I'm not going to let this world give up or, you know, cause I got, there's haters. Everybody, everybody has haters, man. And like Cat Williams or whoever said it, like, if you're not, if you don't have haters in your life, then you ain't doing shit with your life. And so there's always going to be people that speak down upon you or, or want you to fail or, or, you know, throw rocks in your direction, hoping that you trip or whatever. And this is an opportunity for them to win and for me to give up and for me to just fucking settle into this like bullshit hole that I have dug myself in, I guess, you know, or found myself in at least. And I just, I'm not going to let that fucking happen. Fuck that, dude. You know, if anything, I'm, I'm living a 
I'm living a metaphorical life of a middle finger to all of them. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to give up. You're not going to defeat me. This isn't going to defeat me. And it hasn't defeated me. Like I said, I got a job within the first couple of weeks. Um, and as of last week, we got a fucking apartment. And, you know, went from a tent. It took me two months to move somewhere completely different. I had no idea. You know, I've never lived in Medford. I visited it once prior to this a few years ago for like two days. Um, And, you know, it's a completely new area, a completely new fucking state. You know what I mean? And I came here with nothing and I lived in a tent and I worked my ass off at this job to afford this apartment. And, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here now and it's back. I'm back from bottom. My journey back from bottom. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, wow, I'm just so honestly overwhelmed with uh, pride in myself um, and also just joy from joy that I that I, you know, it, again, I proved to myself that I can do it. You know what I mean? And 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 hopefully, like I said, in the writing that what I do here and me sharing these things can also help anybody else who's going through something similar or I've always wanted to make tough decisions and things like that. I'm I'm a true testament and a true example of yes you can. You can change. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do in this life. This life is your life. All right? It is your individual life. Don't let nothing stop you from chasing your dreams and and pursuing what you want to pursue and the pursuit of happiness all right sincerely you know i mean it's still rough out here like you know i'm still going through a breakup just found out she's dating somebody else it's like all these things you know it's it's not ending you know what i mean it's it's if there's anything that's forever is that there's always going to be problems you know what i mean like that's that's the one thing that lasts forever is there's always going to be problems there's always going to be things that are there that bother you. Happiness is is never permanent. I think you can find some sort of sustained happiness or an attitude that you can, you know, not let yourself get too dark. There's there's a way to do that for sure and, and try to be consistent with that. But the, the feeling itself of pure joy and being happy is very, very, it comes and goes with the weather. You know what I mean? Just as every other emotion, you know, and it's like, there's just so much that comes with this stuff, man. And and anyways, I just wanted to say I'm going to wrap it up, but because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pick out, I think for the next few episodes, I'm going to pick out certain areas of my journey and go into detail as to how that felt psychologically and, and things like that. So I'm going to, you know, but I just wanted to jump on here and, uh, you know, like I said, we got an apartment, so I got to set all my shit up and and um, get back to work and I'm fucking so stoked to be here with you guys and uh, look forward to everything going back to schedules except for the twitch stuff I'm gonna hold off on that for just a maybe a couple more weeks or maybe I'll be back I don't know I have to figure that out it's it's just tough because I got work now um, messing with that schedule but when that comes back I'll let you guys know but anyways um, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much again for for that continued support that you guys have for me I really, really, truly appreciate it. And thank you all to my friends back home and family members and everybody who helped me along this way and had nothing but nice things to say to me. And, you know, I really appreciate it. Like I said, it it got dark, you know. It's been a fucking tough, tough road. But uh, thank God I'm a tough son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Fucking nothing gonna beat me. Ain't Ain't gonna tie me down. All right? 
anyways ladies and gentlemen thank you so much um for joining me uh, for episode 12 my journey back from bottom i hope you have a great rest of your week and like i said so uh fucking sage mixtape we'll be back on friday every monday and friday so monday uh the burning sage podcast and friday's sage's mixtape all of that returns starting with this so i'm back feels fucking great thank you so much everybody um, if you want to stay up to date with anything with the Burning Sage, follow me on my Instagram at the underscore burning underscore sage uh, on Twitter at the burning sage. And um, yeah, peace out, guys. I really appreciate you. Um, take care and I'll see you Friday on the mixtape and next Monday for a new episode of the podcast. Thank you so much. Burning sage symbolizes prayer Necessary for life against the battle of death I am the fire that cleanses the air As the smoke inside bad spirits beware Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Burning sage symbolizes breath Necessary for life against the battle of death I am the fire that cleanses the air As the smoke gets higher, bad spirits beware Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage Of the burning sage